What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas, and I know I look a little weird. It looks a little weird today, like my setup, but uh, yeah, we're working with what we're working with today. But nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing can can really dampen our spirits. 49ers go in there and handle business at home against the Cardinals. 35, what, 16? Like, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to know. Are you ready for start time? And once again, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast coming off of victory, 49ers, 35-16 over the Arizona Cardinals. And like I said, it is what it is. Like the 49ers went in there and handled business. I told you guys on me and Beto's show that it was going to be a blowout. And honestly, it should have been worse than it was. Uh, Like, I mean, the 49ers won this game really from beginning to end. And, uh, yeah, did the, did the defense have a couple of hiccups here and there? Okay. Like, uh, but at the same time, 49er D 40, they, they handled business when they had to handle business and they got things done when they needed to get done. And I think the players, I think our defensive players did what they needed to do despite, uh, Steve Wilk's best efforts to mess up a good thing. Uh, I think that I think that the 49er players handle business and that's really the important thing. But, you know, before I get into it, make sure that you give this video a like, make sure that you give it a subscribe, make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. And I mean, most importantly, just remember to share. Sharing is caring and tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends every day, every week. Um, but so let's get started. Let's get it started. This is the instant reaction show. We like I came into this to this game looking at this matchup. Arizona's coming off of a big win. Against the Cowboys. And but I if you looked at that game and I said this on me and Beto show. If you looked at that game, the Cowboys had a lot of injuries going into that game. Uh. Not only that, I think it was just a bad matchup. It was a bad matchup. And 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 I said before that, you know, I'm not terribly impressed with the Cowboys offense. I just I'm not. <laughs> I don't I don't think they have as many weapons as the 49ers do. And but what I did say was that the 49ers weapon, there's just too many weapons. And they didn't even have to use them. In this game, they really just used two of them primarily, and everybody else got one one touch. Other than that, but like 
for the most part, the 49ers didn't, they still haven't been, they still haven't had to use all of their weapons. And it's, it's kind of a, a sad state for the NFL that they had, uh, that a team is this good as the 49ers and they don't even need to use all their weapons. They just come out and they handle business. Uh, Shani's offense hasn't even had to go into to full, like he hasn't had to break a sweat really. There, there was no sweats broken in this game <laughs> at all, at all. It was just, it was a beat down. Like the, the Arizona defense really couldn't, do much to stop and dare I say it they couldn't really do much to stop Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey for that matter I mean Christian McCaffrey was dominant in this game four touchdowns he's now Al Bundy status and four touchdowns in one game and breaks Jerry Rice's record which I'm not even going to mention again because it's such a non-stat but but yes Christian McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey looked completely dominant in this game, completely dominant. And he was just, there was just nothing, nothing Arizona could do to really slow him down. And then Brock Purdy looked cool, calm, collected, completely confident in the game plan, was just giving the ball to where the ball needed to go. And that's really what it came down to. Debo didn't have a catch. Debo didn't have a catch. Only had one catch in this game. But the 49ers win 35 to 16. I mean, for the rest of the league, they should they need to be kind of worried, I would think, that the 49ers can play up to this level and not really have to fully utilize their their weapons. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is really the the entire offense right now. I think he had seven catches in this game, as well as 20 carries, 20 carries, 106 yards. Plus, he had seven catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. And he had, like I said, he had four touchdowns. I mean, basically, they said, you're going to have to stop. Uh, we're going to dare you to stop. Christian McCaffrey, and we don't think you can do it. And they couldn't. They couldn't at all. Uh, but, oh, Don Dodson in the house. Appreciate you coming through, fam. Like And like I said, excuse the surroundings right now. <laughs> the, the background's kind of jacked up. Like uh, I'm kind of going off of that uh, we had some technical difficulties out of nowhere. Uh, and yeah, I'm kind of going off a secondary, uh, a secondary setup, but, uh, but yeah, it, this game, I, I just want to start off with uh, talking. Let's talk about Purdy for a little bit. The, the talk about, about the 49ers finding their, their, uh, franchise franchise quarterback. And I use heavy quotation marks because I just think that the whole franchise quarterback thing is way overplayed. The 49ers have found their quarterback. That That is, if Shani and Lynch tried to tell you after last season, even after the injury, that, hey, I think we found our guy. They told us that then. But yet and still, we still fought it all the way through training camp. and. 
and it's if it if you didn't know now you know like uh and i get it it's the arizona cardinals but this is now this is not a small sample size anymore this is 12 games now like this is no longer a small sample size it is what it is teams have tape they know what's coming there's just nothing they can do about it and that's really what it comes down to Brock is, and I'm. I cannot wait to rewatch this game, watch the All Twenty Two, so I can see exactly what I think happened, which is Brock just destroying defenses with his eyes and his confidence in this game plan and in this offense and his confidence in what he's seeing out there. It's it it's scary. Like, uh, I just have a feeling we're going to see some. I know for a fact that QB school, JTO Sullivan, our favorite resident, uh, like a Shanahan double. Like, I, I, I'm fully confident that he is going to do a breakdown breakdown of this, and it's going to look silly. It That was a master class. Let, let me remind you that Brock Purdy threw – 20 of 21, he missed one pass, which is in an NFL game. Uh, And I'm going to have to look it up the last time somebody only missed one pass in a game. Uh, But that's, and I get it, it's a lot of dink, like it was, there was some dink and dunking, there was a lot of screens, that kind of stuff, and I get it. But it doesn't matter. You threw 21 passes and you made 20. And he did throw, he did throw forward a few times. It's silly. <laughs> it's silly that a guy could get could end up 20 to 21 in an NFL game. That's an indictment on on the league. For real. That is that's not supposed to happen. And especially not when you're going primarily to to two guys. And and then the rest of them, Ray Ray McLeod had two. He was the third third highest re- uh, receiver with two two catches. And but Brandon Ayuk. The next time I'm the next guy I'm gonna go to is Brandon Ayuk because I'm gonna save Christian McCaffrey for last for y'all. Brandon Ayuk was I mean he was wide open <laughs> for a majority of the game. And then the one catch that he got that was deep over that that really saved Purdy on that one because it was underthrown. It was underthrown. It was in double coverage. <laughs> and I know eventually we're going to probably look at this and he, they're going to say something like he was throwing away from the cup, the coverage. But I mean, regardless, Ayuk made a great adjustment to the to the throw and. And yeah, made a great play. He made another nice catch at high pointed it. And it, there was a couple, there was a couple. And then, and then of course he get they call him, uh, they call not called him. They called against the, he got held in the, in the end zone because he was about to cook his receiver or his cook his, uh, cornerback in, that was in front of him again. And it doesn't matter if it's schemed wide open, if it's a, if it's man, and like, uh, but Ayuk is just dusting whoever is in front of him. 
It's sick. It's sick. And then we had a Jordan Mason sighting. He actually got three carries and he got a reception, which I guess we can put to put to rest the uh, the whole, well, he can't catch out of the backfield. That's why he's not getting touches. I think we can put that to rest. Uh, I get it that it's one pass, but I mean, George Kittle, he had the same amount of, of catches that George Kittle had and the same amount of targets. So, so we can put that to rest. Uh, I would have liked to see Jordan Mason get more carries considering Christian McCaffrey got 20 carries and seven catches. Like we've got to get his rate down. I would say in my opinion. Oh, can you hear anything now? Hopefully you guys can hear me. Well, hopefully we're hopefully there's sound, <laughs> but but yeah, it's it, it it's really kind of like uh, onto as we're talking about Brandon Ayuk, like uh, I I like the fact that he came off of an injury and that he came out and they went right to him right away and kind of showed where he was. What I didn't necessarily like is that Debo had more, uh, he had more carries than targets. I think that that he should have been targeted more. And I get it that Shani likes to zig when everybody's zagging. I get it. Okay, good. Like, uh, appreciate you. <laughs> um, I just saw that a fungus got hit in the face after the game. Someone posted it. Oh, I'll I'll have to look at it after the game because I I ended up having to, you know, I got I'm in Houston, so it's it's eight twenty out here. So I had to put my kids get my kids ready for bed and everything. So as soon as the game ended, like, <laughs> like it goes into full parent mode. So, but but yeah, and then I had to get ready for the show. So, but. But yeah, it, it's nice to see it's nice to see Ayuk get his touches. Uh, but I just feel like they don't Shani doesn't do a good enough job of getting all of his weapons involved. And I don't want to complain about this win at all. It was 35 to 16. Nothing to complain about. I'm sure I'm gonna have stuff to complain about later. Uh, especially after I rewatch this game, like on defense the defense. Because I'm going to talk about the defense in a little bit, but I was not happy with the defensive game plan, to say the least. And and I think I know, I think I know why it looked as bad as it did. But and McNiner in the house in the building, say what's going on to to my guy David. Make sure that you check him out on and him and Brian Culp's show. They do great content. Make sure you give my guys a follow. Make sure you guys give them a subscribe. But, and definitely, CMC is making a very good case for MVP right now. And, I mean, I shouldn't say CMC is making a good case. Shani is making a good case for him. He is fully giving him all the opportunities. And, which is why I just think they just got to, they just need to dial it back. <laughs> they got to dial it back. Because it's only four games in. 
and and he's blowing away everybody. There's you you can dial it back just a little bit, and he's still going to be on top. Uh, but but yeah, it's. I just think that we have so many weapons that they have to find a way. They have to find a way to get everybody involved. That is what's going to keep these guys healthy is, is involving everyone to where they only get two or three or four touches a game each. And yeah, that might, that might take a hit in their stats. People might be mad at me about fantasy. I don't care. Like we're trying to get to a Super Bowl. We're trying to get to a Super Bowl. And if we want to get to a Super Bowl, all of our guys are going to have to be healthy, which means is we can't lay, we can't lean on on one guy or two guys over and over and over and over and over again. There's not really no need to. Now, now we beg the question is, is who are they going to lean on next week? Because the answer is always CMC. It's going to be CMC and who? Because because CMC is always going to always going to get leaned on. Like, uh, but who is the other complimentary piece? The week before that, it was Debo and uh, and Kittle. This week, it's Brandon Ayuk and, C- and CMC, and then a plethora, a little smattering of of uh, a bunch of touches to other guys. But, but yeah, when at what point? At what point are we going to get to see all of the guys schemed? And it could be that they were, and that Brock just saw something at the line of scrimmage and decided to go to those other guys. They were just, they just kept being open. That could, that also absolutely could be. i like I said, I can't wait to watch this, rewatch this film because, uh, because if I see the other guys open, then it, then it's going to look like Brock was kind of locked into those couple of guys. And that's what we don't want to see. But I have a feeling Brock was, was putting on a masterclass today and, and all you had to do was watch Atlanta. All you had to do was watch Atlanta and uh, the Jaguars this morning to see how bad quarterbacking can actually get. Uh, Desmond Ritter, I've been I've been a Desmond Ritter apologist for uh, for the last season. I would say, thinking that you know. I thought that you know, like he would he would eventually come around because I like Arthur Smith as a coach. I think he has a pretty, actually, a pretty good scheme. Like, uh, and I thought I think that the plays are there to be had, but he needs good quarterback play, and it's just not Desmond Desmond Ritter. And once again, I'm going to watch that game. I'm going to torture myself. I'm going to watch that game on the All-22. I want to see what he was seeing. But from what I saw, from what I could see, it it was not good. And the reason why I bring it up is because of how good Brock Purdy played in this game. It, like, it just goes to show you how hard it is to play quarterback in the NFL to disguise where you're going like uh, to looking looking off the safeties looking off the linebackers and kind of not letting the defense know where you're really where you're really going that throw to Ayuk that back shoulder throw even though it wasn't perfect the fact that he saw that cuz he had to have seen that pre snap and when that cornerback turned his back 
Like uh, he automatically knew that that's where he was going with the ball. And it was, it was, it, like I said, masterclass, masterclass. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to say it again. I was a, I was a Trey guy. I was a Trey guy. I, I thought Trey could get there. And I thought that Trey deserved an honest shot. But looking at what is happening on this field, <laughs> look at what happened, what happened on this field today, what has been happening all season. We now see what Shani and Lynch were seeing. That this guy is a guy. He is a guy. And this come and this goes to show. Can we can we just talk honestly for a second? This goes to show and honestly just proves something that I talked about on past shows about the NFL and quarterbacking and how important fit is. Because would Brock Purdy if Brock Purdy was in Atlanta, would he be would he be as good as as he is on the 49ers? I don't know. Maybe he might be. Maybe he might be. I tend to think that we'd probably see more of a Taylor Heineke <laughs> style guy uh, now. But fit is very important. Fit is very important to any quarterback, any player, really. If it's not the right fit for you, because the today's NFL is all about scheme. and It's all about how you fit in that scheme and how you see it how you see the field in your scheme. And if you're not seeing it correctly, and if you're not built to see it correctly, then it's not going to look good. It just isn't. If you've been used to looking for certain things your whole entire football career, and then all of a sudden they're asking you to look for something completely different, it's probably not going to go well. It's probably not going to go well. And quite often in the NFL, it doesn't. Even for the good quarterbacks, sometimes it doesn't go well. And we're still waiting for that day from Brock Purdy to where it just does not go well. I keep waiting for the hammer to drop and for him to have that game where he has two to three picks in a game. But it just doesn't come. It just doesn't. It's, it hasn't gotten there yet. And... And in fact, it just got better today. He leveled up on us. He leveled up. When we thought that he couldn't, when we thought that it couldn't get much better than what he was already playing, we were already saying he looked to level up over uh, over Jimmy Garoppolo and that he was a top 10, 15, 10 to 15 quarterback. Thought that was pretty high praise for what he was asked to do in Shani's system. Today he proved that he's above that. I I'm the way he's playing right now, to me, it's safe to say he's top 10, at least. At least. It I mean, no matter how you want to look at it, you you can't do the things that he's doing right now and sit there and not include him in the top 10. No matter how many weapons he's got, because if we break down the weapons that Desmond Ritter has in Atlanta. Like, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of weapons in Atlanta. I mean, Dak Prescott got some weapons in Dallas. 
He not playing. Jalen Hurts definitely got weapons. And uh, and the Eagles, he not playing as good as Brock Purdy. I I I just I just I failed to see how you could keep him out of the top ten at this point. So enough of the Purdy praise. <laughs> uh but let's give CMC his love. His CMC definitely deserves his flowers because this man, I will tell you, that there is no guy that I've seen in the league that can find a, the smallest of crevices and spin out of it and turn it into five more yards like CMC does. Like, uh, he's not. He's not King Henry. He is not Derrick Henry. He is not 245, 250 pounds. Uh, dragging guys. <laughs> this guy uses every ounce of athleticism. He uses every stiff arm, every spin move, every move that he can muster to get every ounce of yardage that he possibly can on every single play. And it is, I think that he's underappreciated. I think that we look at him and it's, oh, well, you know, shock this guy. No, this guy was doing this in Carolina. He was the entire offense in Carolina. And I think that we forgot. I think we forgot when he got hurt and started going through his little nagging injury period, uh, knock on wood, that I think we forgot. Like uh, how good he he actually is. But this man... Four touchdowns. He is forever Al Bundy to me. Four touchdowns in one game. Polk high. Read up. Like, uh, I'm, I'm just telling you. That, that man is nice. He is nice. And the 49ers got so many nice players. It's, it's silly. And Rick Diaz in the house. Appreciate you coming through, fam. And, of course, he asked, what do you think about the secondary? We gonna get there. Uh, and... He says, did you see how Cardinals were attacking the corners on the 49ers? I saw it, and we're going to get there. I'm trying to give my offense as much love as I possibly can because uh, I'm going to rewatch this game, and then I'm going to do a more in-depth show tomorrow. Uh, but And and then me and Beto are going to have our show on Tuesday. But, yeah, it is... <laughs> he said, who cares about the Cowgirls? Who cares about the Eagles? I don't care. I don't care about them either right now. I think that the 49ers have the number one offense in the league. I don't think that they're, it's close. I don't think that it's close. I don't think there's any defense in this league that can that can really stop this 49er offense. I just don't – I don't see – I fail how you're going to do it. And and I heard the uh, like on Twitter after – after, right after the game, people were complaining about the offensive line and saying that we're going to have to get to a point. Not the way the 49ers are, are implementing their offense. If you look at it, they're not even giving their offensive linemen a chance to miss blocks. <laughs> like, uh, it's they're going so fast off the snap and with the screens, which I love the bubble screens that they are running. And then on top of the bubble, and then they're using the bubble screens to create time uh, time in the pocket when they decide to actually use their drop back game uh, because 
Now the defense, ha- they can't go full on after the screens. They can't go full on. And it's creating it's creating a nice pocket for Purdy to settle into and find a wide open somebody. It's it's really a masterclass on flow game flow and game just uh how to game plan a game. I mean, it's like I don't think that Shanny is even deviating from He's probably got his game script ready. He's not deviating from the game script. I don't think the way that the the plays are just flowing together. I don't think he's deviating from the game script, and it's beautiful to watch. I know eventually he's probably going to have to deviate from that, but if you can't make him deviate from the game from the game script, you're going to have a really hard time. You're going to have a really hard time against this offense. And regardless, if, if even if he deviates, you're going to have a hard time with this offense because the 49ers are using up every single blade of grass on that, on that field. And you're going to have to cover all of it. You're going to have to cover all of it. And I got mad because they were not protecting the corn. Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to get into it. But you know what? Let's get into it because because I've been trying to be more positive. <laughs> I've been trying to be more positive because uh, I have been accused of in the past of of seeing the bad, only the bad things that need to be fixed on the 49ers. And I was pleasantly pleasant i was really pleased with this game from an offensive standpoint now on the defensive side i don't think that steve wilkes you know i'm not going to say he doesn't know what he's doing but i think that he is trying to find a way to put his imprint on this on this team and I think that he is trying to not I think that he's trying to do things in a different way than D'Amico was doing them. And but at the same time, it's not working. <laughs> it's not working, Steve. Somebody needs to tap Steve on the on the shoulder and say it's not working. Stop playing off coverage. Stop playing off coverage. You know, you can play zone but play press bail. You know, you don't have to give them a seven yard cushion every single down. (laughs) I don't understand it. I don't understand. We're supposed to be the, this is the number one defense in the league. Okay. And I, and I hope, and I know Steve's not watching, but somebody needs to tap him on the shoulder, send him the link, share it. Like we talked about earlier, share it. Share it to somebody. Share this to Steve. You don't have to play seven yards off. And granted, the, our corners are they the best in the league? No, they're not. But that's why you don't give them seven yards cushion because they're not good enough to make up the difference. <laughs> what we need to do is get a body and and put a body on those other wide on the, the opposing wide receiver so that it gives our our guys on the defensive line 
another second to get home. If our guys are a second away from getting home, nine out of ten times, and but they can't because we're getting because we're giving our uh, we're giving the other team a seven yard cushion, and they're just taking the underneath pass every single time, and they're trying to nickel and dime us to death. And Steve Wilkes is going to look at that. Well, they only scored sixteen points. This was. A two-yard, this was a two-point conversion. This game was a two-point conversion away from being a three-point game at one point. They went down the field and scored a touchdown when you started on the one. Like, that is an indictment on your scheme. There is no, there is no if, ands, or about, or buts about it. Okay, that is a, that is a no-no on your part. There is no way they should have been able to do that. There is no way that Ambry Thomas should have been out on that field on the, on the boundary anymore. Like, uh, I, I don't want to see that anymore. I don't care if you bring somebody off the street. Somebody else has got to be in there. We've gotten into Josh Norman territory with Ambry Thomas at this point. That That's where I'm at with Ambry Thomas. Uh, I thought he should have been cut and he was playing better. Like, uh, but I said before camp even started that he was probably going to be a cat, uh, cut casualty. And, but he had been playing better into the preseason and in training camp and he ended up making the team. But it's since then we have not seen, we have not seen the same aggressiveness. We have not seen. And I think that it is killing him because he's not a zone corner. He wasn't a zone corner coming out of college. Can he learn it? Maybe. But right now, but he needs to play press that he cannot play off coverage for sure. Like, so I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure what, I think that this is a clear situation where the coach is is making these guys fit into his scheme more than he's making doing what's best for these players like you have one of the best defenses they shown that they were the best defense last year you added a javon hargrave into the middle who is the best interior defensive lineman we got right now like uh, he got another sack today, he hit the he hit the quarterback a couple of times. Like I mean, he is doing his part. But this is the thing: you're not doing your part as a defensive coordinator to to identify the fact of your personnel is not suited for the coverages that you're trying to call. There, Ambry Thomas is not good at off coverage. He's never has been. I don't know why you keep shoving it down his throat. He's not good at it. He's not good at it. And I would say the and Shavarius Ward isn't good at it. Like if we're really gonna be if we're really gonna talk about it, he doesn't look as bad as Amber Thomas, but he's not good at off coverage either. The whole reason why they brought Shavarius Ward was to press play press man. That was the whole point. And now we're playing off coverage. Because Wilkes wants to, I don't I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe somebody in the chat can explain it to me. 
I maybe somebody in the chat can explain to me why we are playing a scheme that does not play to our strengths. You play off coverage and that type of coverage, the coverages that we're playing when you don't have, um, when you don't have, when you don't have a defensive line and like, and your guys can't get home. We have a good defensive line. It's like they're playing prevent every single time down. And I'm just, we're, we're allowing teams to sustain drives off of dinking and dunking. And it's just, it's just sad to watch. It's sad to watch this, this aggressive defense from last year go to a soft zone defense. It's, it's, it's sad to watch. And you're putting Fred Warner in bad spots. Like, uh, I just don't like it. I don't like it. And um, the 49ers may win this year. They may win it all this year, but it won't be because of Steve Wilkes. And, uh, and, and I'm hoping, what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is that he, uh, and this is the thing, Steve Wilkes has been a good coach in this league. Uh, he has he has been a very good defensive coordinator for many teams. I don't think he's a good fit for the for our personnel, which is crazy to say because uh, I just think that that. But we just finished talking about fit. Uh, I think it's crazy to say that any coach, good defensive coach, wouldn't be a good fit for our personnel. But for the personnel in the secondary, that this that the the whole point of Steve Wilkes being here <laughs> was. We already had a great front seven. Now it was about improving the secondary, and that's not happening. Ambry Thomas doesn't look good. I would say Javarius Ward didn't look didn't look to really strong. We were really kind of taking Hafunga out of the game. I we barely even mentioned him except for the uh, except for the the play where he uh, he kept them from getting the two point conversion. But we're not seeing anything. It's just like we're playing scared every single week. And I feel like with these with these horses, you have to be aggressive. You have to be. And live and die by it. You've got the horses. And I mean, he said it himself over and over again that he's not used to playing with this many good players. Well, you're not using them. You're putting him in in vanilla coverages, and you're just not using it. And then you're blitzing. And then the times when everybody thinks you should blitz, you don't blitz, and you play some soft coverage. <laughs> you play some soft coverage, and then we're all. And then you want to blitz the next down to almost make up for it. And it's just, I don't know if the game flow is getting is getting the better of Steve Wilkes. I don't know what the issue is. I'll be perfectly honest with you. But it's just, it's sad to watch. Because this offense is clicking on all cylinders. And I, and I feel like the defense wants to be great. But we can't even be great because our, because our, uh, our defensive coordinator is playing vanilla coverage and playing like it's preseason. It's, it's crazy. And, oh, what's going on, Melissa? I appreciate you coming through. And good to see you as well.
And but but yeah, it's I was very disappointed in the defense. Now, does not mean that I was disappointed in the team. Uh, the offense played outstanding. They I don't know that they could have played any better. I mean, I'm I'm sure that there was uh, a couple of things here and there that they could have done better, but they cl- played as close to a perfect game as you could play. And but it's just sad to watch these thoroughbreds on defense be forced to play this nonsense of 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 a defense of a of defensive scheme like uh, I don't know what it just makes me upset because like you know D'Amico had these guys swarming to the ball and there was just so much aggressiveness and they were just so hungry on every single and I mean it was a race to see if the team would even score and now we're just kind of passive, just kind of keeping the, just trying to keep them from getting a big play. And, and they're even able to run the ball now. I, I don't know. Oh, my guy. Uh, I'll get to you in a second. Uh, Melissa, uh, Melissa says I was hanging on nothing but Niners with my Jersey pro. But you know, I got you. Absolutely, I appreciate you. And and big love out uh, to to Andrews. Love love my guy. Like uh, I watch him as well. And uh, make sure you give those guys a subscribe and a and a like. I appreciate you. Um, and then my guy Rod in the building. Appreciate you coming through, fam. Absolutely, hit that like button. And I'm about to get out of here because I'm a, I'm gonna go rewatch the game. And and then kind of break down my show for tomorrow, but um, but yeah, it's it's just it's it's silly. The 49ers have a wealth of riches. Uh, this should be a no-brainer. You should be with the de- with the offense playing the way that it is, and the and the fact that they can score at will. You should be super aggressive on defense. I mean, super aggressive. I don't think anybody would fault you for being super aggressive on defense at this point. They should be pinning their ears back and trying to press press the hell out of the other team and try and get this defensive line to, to get home on the regular, which they are getting penetration. They are getting – PFF's got them all ranked in their top, like, five – They've got like three guys in the top five in in uh, pass rush win rate, but they can't get to the quarterback because we're playing soft zone coverage and they're able to get the ball out in, in 1.5 seconds because we're not covering them at the line of scrimmage. Like, I mean, it's just silly. It's silliness. And if I can see it, that you know the players see it, I don't think that they're ha- they've got to be not happy with this as it is, they got to be happy with winning. But I, if I'm a defend a defensive guy, that uh, on this team, I'm not happy with the uh, with the coverage because they should be having fun. They should the the whole fun of playing on defense is when you're is playing with the lead, playing with the lead and being able to pin your ears back and rush after the quarterback. That's the whole point of getting a lead. Is ha- and that that point, it's all supposed to be fun on defense. 
and they're not a lot being allowed to have fun. You got to feed them, feed them, Wilkes. Like I mean, you got to feed them. And uh, Melissa says, Peter, thoughts on Drake Greenlaw backing up hands, hands up and backpedaling to avoid more flags. That's BS. He has to do that. You know, I I agree to a point, but there was a couple of times where I was waiting for them to throw a flag because uh, we were right on the border of hitting dudes after after they. Uh, but I, I'll say this, and I kept I kept waiting for the ref to blow the whistle. There were guys getting held up, and then I know you know that the 49ers are going to come through and hit people. Like, uh, it, cause it's a swarming type of defense, all of them gang tackle. And so it's only a matter of time, but when one guy hits them, that another guy's going to, if you don't blow that whistle, there's going to be another guy coming. And I think that Greenlaw is a victim of that more so than anything. I just don't think that a lot of these penalties are even warranted. I think that the referee is doing a terrible job of just blowing the whistle, blow the whistle. <laughs> if the guy's momentum is stopped, just blow the whistle. But then to get upset because we came through and finished the play, that's just silly. That's just silly. And and I think that that there was some of that going on today that uh, guys were afraid to. But I think with the, with the lead that they were playing with, there shouldn't have even been an issue with that. Uh, did they see who was holding on the Nick Bosa sack? Uh, I didn't actually see it. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to rewatch the game uh, again tonight as soon as they posted it on NFL plus, but, um, but yeah, it's, I think that this defensive line is going to be, could be great. They're getting penetration. We see it and people are blaming them for not getting home, but I blame Steve Wilkes. For us, for the the defensive line not getting home. When you play off coverage, you're inviting the you're inviting the quarterback to get the ball out quick. That's that's the way I look at it. So you can blame the defensive line for not getting there in two seconds, because that that's all it's taking. Uh, like I would be, I'm sure that there's a stat out there for how long, what the average time for Josh Dobbs to get the ball out was. But I would say it wasn't more than two seconds. Uh, so, like, when when you can get the ball out that quick because nobody's guarding anybody until they hit seven yards, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you're doing your defensive, defensive line a disservice. Period. Period. Point blank. And uh, she said, James Conner did a real bitch move wearing a helmet, going after a helmetless uh, muffin. Kittle had to push Talano away to calm shit down. Yeah, you know, that's frustration. That's frustration. Conner has always played that way against the 49ers, though. I think he, he kind of takes uh, – he came from Pittsburgh when they were still running the ball and running the – and, like, uh, he's always run with that kind of, of toughness. Uh, I actually kind of, I mean, if he was on our team, I'd like, I'd love it. Like, uh, but I think that today he was getting a little frustrated with the fact that they, there was really nothing that they could do. 
and they wanted to take it to the number one, the number one defense in the league. Like, uh, because the 49ers are known for being tough guys. So he wanted to take it to the tough guys and, and challenge them that way. I, I, I can't hate on that. I can't hate on that. Like, uh, it is what it is. And he, and he ran off a couple of runs. Thank you, Steve Wilkes for your soft coverage and your soft zones. But like, uh, yeah, I just think that uh, that a lot of the the issues, the the little skirmishes that were happening, was just out of frustration. They were getting their butts whooped. <laughs> Arizona was getting their butts whooped. So I mean, it is what it is. But I am about to get out of here. I know it's a short show, but I'm gonna get out of here and I'm gonna go and watch watch the game again and start writing up a, a show for tomorrow and see if there's something that I'm seeing that I that I what didn't see the first go around but I was very pleasant like I don't let my frustration with the defense uh change your view on this on this game 49ers blew the doors off of Arizona <laughs> and they are by far and away the number 1 team in the NFL I don't even think it's close. I think they definitely have the best offense in the league. Uh, the defense, if Steve Wilkes could get his head out of his behind, like uh, I think that they would have the number one defense in the league. And it, it's it's not close. Like I think the 49ers have the best roster, hands down, in the league. But big up to the 49er offense. Big up to Christian McCaffrey. Big up to Brock Purdy. 20 or 21 y'all like, I mean, that just doesn't happen in the league. So give my man his flowers and uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. But once again, make sure you give this video a like, make sure that you give it a subscribe, make sure that you hit the bell. So you get the notifications for when I go live and share, <laughs> share, sharing is caring. Like uh tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends every day, every week. And you can see this video on YouTube. You can see it on Facebook. You can see it on uh, Twitter. Anywhere where you can get your audio podcast, all the, the popular spots, Spotify, Google, uh, iTunes, wherever, uh, you can listen to the audio version. If you don't want to look at my face, you can look at you can listen to the audio version. So I don't care where you get it. Just get it. <laughs> and uh, But with that being said, I am going to get out of here. And, and yeah, I'll see y'all tomorrow, but until then go Niners.